Hello everyone, welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. Roll the intro. Rightio. I am CJ and I am talking with former 2003 Panthers Grand Final winner and also 2011 Manly Grand Final winner and also 2009 Parramatta Eels Grand Final player, Joe Nullivau. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having us, CJ. Appreciate no, it. No worries. Thank you. Um, so basically, let's get stuck into the questions. Question one is, you made your debut with the Auckland Warriors in 1998. What was that like for you and the week leading up to it? It was, um, yeah, obviously a lot of guys that uh, probably made their debuts as a bit of a haze. Um, yep. And I think leading up to the week, like, I was just kind of, um, you know, probably excited. Um, it's probably the, the emotion I was kind of feeling that most of that week. Um, yep. Like I said, it just kind of goes. Um, but, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was really, um, I guess, a, really grateful that my coach mentioned that I was going to play um, my first grade debut at the Warriors. And, you know, I think... Again, like a lot of guys making their debut, it's a dream come true for them. Um, whether they play one game or you know go on to play, you know, you know, a few years, uh, you know, I think you know, the journey leading up to that year was um, you know, something that uh, yeah, I definitely uh, will remember. That's wonderful. Question two is: You headed to Penrith, where you won the 2003 Grand Final. What was the atmosphere like when you moved to Penrith and amongst the players and and lads at the team in general? Um, yeah, I think when I moved to the club, obviously the club was in a bit of a transition. Um, they weren't obviously doing well. Yeah. Um, they had a pretty a few lean years, um, and you know weren't I guess living up to the potential um, that you know the club is kind of known for, yeah. um, especially being one of the biggest nurseries in terms of uh, their junior rugby league players. Yes, so um, sure. you know, I think when I you know, when I first got there, it was that type of um, you know um, type of feeling. And then obviously having, um, you know, admin staff move on and, and coach move on as well. Um, it was definitely, um, I think, a trying time for the club That is a big a change whole. for sure. Yeah, so um, I guess, um, you know, when I first moved there, um, that was, the, I guess, the atmosphere. But I think, you know, when Johnny Land came, um, he kind of brought a bit of stability, um, you yep. know, having the experience that he has had. And, and I think also a lot of the players probably saw him as a father figure. Well, I definitely saw him as one. And um, you know, I think that... You know, with that, you know, I guess, comes with a lot of respect. And, um, you know, for all the players, especially, um, and a lot of new players that came on board, I think that was good in terms of, um, you know, having, you know, different players, um, with different experiences, especially guys like Luke Prattis and you know, Preston Campbell, those guys have had, you know, a lot of success. Yeah, yeah, well, and then you had your, your stables, like, you know, your Gowies and those guys that, you know, um, that been at the club, so... Yeah, nice. So nice. yeah, so yeah, it was um, yeah, it was uh, I guess that and then you know obviously. Yeah, nice. So, nice. Um, um, sorry for yeah. that technical difficulty, everyone. I was just talking to my housemate. Um, anyway, <laughs> no, um, no, honestly, that's that's actually awesome because I've spoken to Scott Sattler, another player of that team, and that 2003 Grand Final 
as well. And I'm just wondering what your question, what sorry, what your question is. Um, I'm just wondering what your thoughts were during that game when you saw him make that try-saving tackle on Todd Byrne. Uh, I guess for me it was a bit of relief because you know we we're attacking the line and you know um you know, when um, Todd Byrne got that you know breakaway or you know he was heading down, you know we were, we were pretty tired and you know and for see to see stats come across, especially and I was like back on on their try line and to see him make that tackle, I think that kind of really changed the momentum in terms of, uh, I guess, our headspace during the game. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, and, it like yeah. boosted the boys sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of confidence. And, like, you know, Satchi's been doing that for a long time, you know, just, you know, um, working hard, not giving up, you know. I think that kind of, you know, that moment especially that, you know, he can be very proud of because, you know, I think, you know, that and the years leading up to that moment, I think, um, really kind of encapsulated who he is and um, what he meant to the teams. Yeah, that's very true. Also, sorry to do a shameless plug, but that episode where I interview Scott Saylor is available on our Spotify and YouTube. Next question is, you then played at Parramatta and in their 2009 amazing season and you reached the grand final. Unfortunately, you lost. Um, what are the differences between winning and losing a grand final in A, the atmosphere and the emotions? Um, I think, yeah, the difference is, you know, obviously losing, you know, I think for a lot of guys that have lost the grand final, they, you know, that feeling of, you know, you wish you'd even make the grand final because, you know, it's like all or nothing type of, uh, yeah. you know, moment. Um, so, um, so it's a real empty feeling because, you know, you, you get, you work out your butt off that whole year to get to um, that position, especially for us, the way we kind of got it to there. Yeah, for I, sure. that. <laughs> um, I think we won 11 or 12 Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I interviewed Daniel Mortimer a few a few weeks ago and he said the exact same thing, that it was like literally a matter of pretty much fairy tale, really. Sorry, continue. Yeah, no, and like exactly what you said, I think, you know, um, you know, 11, 12 weeks prior to that, I think, you know, of course, the odds are about playing and, you know, we were playing terrible football and um, I think one of the best things that happened was actually, you know, Daniel Anderson, the coach at the time, kind of threw the playbook out the door and, you know, he just kind of said, like, this is not working and I think, um, you know, for us, we kind of had to find our own way and, and, and feel um, our way through the, you know, navigate that way and I think we kind of clicked. Um, <laughs> A few, a few games together. I think it was fishing around Cronulla, and um, I think once we strung a few wins together, that, that belief, and you know, I think for a lot of teams, you know, when you've got that belief, um, not only in your own ability but also in your teammates, um, yeah, it can be really a driving motivation for um, you know to to do what we did that year, especially. Yes, exactly. Which, not gonna lie, even though the, you your team lost the grand final, it was still an amazing accomplishment to just make it that year for your team. So, congratulations for that year. Um, you also represented yeah, Toa Samoa and New Zealand at international level. First of all, what was the feeling like running onto the field with that, with the nation, and your pride for those two nations? And also, what's the difference in intensity between club and representative games? Um, yeah, I was playing for, you know, my country at birth, the Kiwis, mm-hmm. um, was a, you know, something of, you know, great pride for myself. And I think, you know, again, uh, making first grade and making a playing representative football, it's, you know, the culmination of all the hard work, yes, um, and also yes. the recognition, acknowledgement of, you know, all the, you know, getting to that position. So, um, yeah, for, so sure. for me, it was really satisfying. 
Um, so, um, but also for me, the difference between representing the Kiwis and representing the Tour was, you know, for me, I got to represent my where my parents are from. Oh, that's and, wonderful. Um, you know, I think, yeah, I think that holds, um, I guess, um, extra weight um, in regards to, be, you know, yeah. when you put their jerseys on. Yeah, because, you know, I, I think, you know, you, you, I'm sure you interview a lot of um, players that get to represent their country or heritage. You know, their first thoughts are always their parents. And, yep. you know, think about their journey of getting to um, whether they have to migrate, you know, to make a better life for themselves and for their kids. Um, you know, I think that representing, you know, your country heritage is something that um, is probably extra special. Um, but yeah, it doesn't yeah, take away, you know, both jerseys. So, um, but yeah, in terms of intensity, it's, um, yeah, it's pretty the same. I think, uh, I guess, you know, like it's what, what I said in regards to representing heritage, especially Samoa, you could probably put, you know, put a bit more effort because, you know, there's a bit more heart into that. Yep. Um, and again, yep. I'm not trying to downplay the pain for the Kiwis, um, but, you know, like there's extra motivation um, there because, again, you're, you know, it's your family that you're representing and exactly. the communities that they come from. Yeah, no, wonderful. Honestly, I didn't see that side of things in general when people play for two teams, two international teams. Obviously, I figured one was for where they were born, one was for their family, but obviously the family one genuinely probably means a lot more to those players in particular. So thank you very much for covering that. Um, yeah. Next question is, is there anything you miss and don't miss about playing? Um, again, you probably tell any player that's retired, the one thing they don't miss is the training and uh, waking up sore after games. It's probably <laughs> one thing that I don't miss. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah, and you know, one thing I do miss is, you know, I guess the camaraderie that you have with players and, you know, you basically, you know, with them, you know, day in, day out, yeah, you know, exactly. pretty much six, six or seven days a week, um, you know, the banter and, you know, um, again, you know, the, the good times and the bad times that you go through uh, with the players uh, and the coaching staff, like, you know, it's something that um, I, you know, I do miss. And, um, yeah, um, but like I said, I don't miss the training at all. <laughs> it's, um, it's like, yeah, something I'm pretty fortunate to look back now and watch everyone else kind of, uh, you know, yeah, nice. go through it. All. Nice. Um, so there's one more question before we get into our sponsorship mentions and the trivia which is, with the 2019 season coming to an end, do you have a grand final matchup prediction? Um, yes, I do. Well, I'm a Raiders fan. Um, I honestly see the Raiders making it as well. Sorry, continue. Yeah, like, um, you know, I've been a Raiders fan um, for as long as I can remember. Oh, and, wow. Um, yeah, so, as, um, um, yeah, I think the type of brand of football they're playing, but... Um, especially, I think, they're winning games now where, you know, in the past they weren't, you know, I guess we were ready to win or expected mm-hmm. to win. Um, yep. You know, I think there's a real hardened edge that um, that's about them. And especially, you know, for example, on the weekend when they get Cronulla at home, um, you know, I think, you know, in the past they would have, you know, crumbled in those types of situations. And I think they've been tested all year um, yes. in, in those types of scenarios. And they've lost, you know, even though they've lost games, they, they haven't really kind of, um, put up the white flag and um, so there's real hard to edge them. I think, you know, um, put it down to especially a lot of the Englishman guys that are there and yes. um, yes. and then, you know, serious uh, players like your Crokers and those guys that are, you know, kind of the backbone. So, um, and they got a bit of X factor around as well. So, um, yeah, there's uh, lots to um, like if you're a Canberra fan and, um, yeah, for me, especially a love for the Raiders to get there and, you know, obviously uh, and win it all. But, yeah, I think, you know, with the Roosters as well, it's hard not to 
I'd go past them. Um, yes, so sure. um, they're kind of they're kind of hitting their, their their strides. You know, they're hitting their time. You know, the right time of year. And again, like your Melbournes, you can't. You know, again, like it's it's bit, for me. It's about like a three horse race between those three. So wonderful. Well, I personally see the Raiders. Well, I'd like to see the Raiders with their form and how they're going. I I reckon we're going to see either a Raiders Manly, if Manly can go well with now that Tommy Trebojevic has been injured, they can go well and prove that they can with this round coming up. I reckon it'll be a Raiders Manly or a Raiders Roosters Grand Final. Um, Now, just a quick shout-out to our sponsors. Our first sponsor is Leeds RLFC Stickers. For all of your Leeds Rhinos-based stickers and sticker merchandise, head over to their Instagram, DM them for great prices, and yes, they ship internationally. Also, we are releasing a special exclusive batch of the Final Tackle podcast's Leeds Rhino stickers. So follow our Instagram and follow their Instagrams to be in the loop about that. And our second sponsor is the Grange Hotel located in, in Wyoming, New South Wales, Australia. They are a quality bistro as well as they p- play the footy on the big screens every single weekend from Thursday through to Sunday. Go there, get yourself a schooner of beer and they do $12 schnitty nights on Monday nights and you can't go wrong with a schnitty and honestly, the best schnitty that I can recommend that I've had there is the gravy with the pepper gravy schnitty. Now, let's get into the try time trivia. Are you ready for this, mate? Yep, we'll try our best. Okay, so, question one. What is an affectionate nickname of the South Sydney Rabbitohs? The Bunnies? Yep. That's question one answered correctly. Um, All right. Question two. Which club defeated the New Zealand Warriors in the 2002 Grand Final? Sorry, can you say that question again? Which club defeated the New Zealand Warriors in the 2002 Grand Final? Oh, the Roosters. Yes. In rugby league, number nine relates to what position on like on the jersey? Uh, the hooker. Yes. And we've got two more questions to go. Oh, sorry. No, three more. Sorry. Um, actor Hugh Jackman is a fan of what national rugby league team? Uh, the Manly Seagulls. Yes. And last two questions. Who scored the final try in the 2003 Grand Final? Uh, to be uh, Lanky Legs Rooney. Yes, yes, Luke Rooney. And last question: What was this original? Sorry, what was the original name of the Sea Eagles' home ground? The original name. Yes, it's now been changed to Lotto Land, as everyone knows. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. So you have actually got six from six. That is only three out of, I think, thirteen interviews that we have done so far this season that have got six from six. We've also got Mark Gara and Daniel Mortimer that have got six out of six. I want to thank you very much for joining us here on the Final Tucker podcast. Do you have anything you'd like to promote or plug or any advice for the listeners about anything in general? Uh, I guess for us in the game of rugby league, um, I work in our community space and, um, you know, for... Um, I guess all the public ad publicity um, that our game gets. Um, I think you know podcasts like yourself, you yourself, and others um, that you know highlight players um, and the work that they do. Um, but also, I guess um, breaking that, I guess that stereotype of perception. Um, you know, I think you know for our community out there to really get behind our game um, yes, because definitely. you know there's a lot, there's lots that our game is doing 
um, in regards to you know making a difference in our communities. And I'm down here in Melbourne at the moment working in our youth program. So um, yeah, I just something that you know just to have your back in mind, any listeners out there. So um, yeah, for you. Sorry, sorry, you stoned that up. Sorry, continue. No, no, yeah, I think, you know, think about, you know, um, you know, we'll probably do a lot more good than, um, than, than what's, uh, I guess, publicised up there. So. Yes, definitely. Um, I do have a question for you. It's not a trivia question or anything like that. It's, um, I personally am going to be running at the end of the season, week by week, each team, as in team by team, week by week, a season review. Which team that you played for would you be able and also want to join us for that team's review of the season? Um, I've been watching a lot of the Raiders this season, so yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no worries. Keen to jump on their review. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. I, I will. That will be episode three of the season reviews because I'll be doing it in um, alphabetical order of teams. So I'll be doing yep. Brisbane Broncos, Canterbury Bulldogs, and then no, it'll be Canberra. Sorry, so it'll be second. It'll be the second team review. So I will tee that up with you, but obviously it'll be post season. Um, thank you very much for joining us here, everyone. You can catch this nice. episode edited and unfiltered, etc., on Spotify. Eventually, in the next two hours, it will be uploaded, and also on YouTube as well. Thank you very much for joining us, Joe. Thanks, mate. Thank, thank you. Bye. Be sure to check this out on Spotify, and our posts will be on Instagram as well, and Twitter, and Facebook, etc. Thank you very much to all who listened. <laughs>